Well, if you're ready to get into the Word this morning, say amen. amen. Would you turn with me? Let's go to the book of Judges. Let's go to the 6th chapter, and let's go to the 23rd verse, Judges 6, 23. Again, it's so good to see everyone here in the house of the Lord. I'm just so glad you have come to worship Jesus, to worship him, and then also to receive his word. You know, you, worship is giving. That's, what, that's all worship is. It's giving, whether it's uh, from your spirit or whether you're giving uh, your tithe and offering. It's worship. You're giving to God. And now you're going to receive. After you have given, you've opened up your spirit. You've humbled your, your spirit before the Lord, and now you are going to receive from his word. And so we are going to take a look. We're going to continue on with our, our theme of abundant life, and that is for this, uh, this new year. Last year, we, we dealt with relationships, and it was a real good subject. A, a lot of people were blessed by that, including uh, your pastor, really blessed by that, by that uh, study. It was real good. But we're dealing with abundant life. Because what God wants you to do is he wants you to live in the abundant life. He doesn't want you just to live, just to exist, just to breathe, okay, and sweat. That's not what he wants. Uh, he likes that. He made you like that. But he wants you to live a cut above. He wants you to live that, that life that is abundant, that life that is on top. He wants you to be the best. The Apostle Paul said to the, uh, concerning the children of Israel, he said, I, I said, I desire and pray for you that uh, for Israel, that you would be saved. And that, uh, in other words, that you would have a relationship with God and that you would live that abundant life. That is my desire for you. I want you to love God so much. I want you to be so free in loving God. No inhibitions, no holding back, just free in worshiping God, loving God, letting God have his way in your life, and trusting God with all of your heart. Trusting God with all of your heart. Trusting God with what? All of your heart, not some of your heart. I'm talking about all of your heart. That's what the Word of God teaches. It'd be cool if the Word of God says, trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Or give the Lord 10% of your heart. You know, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool. We'd all say, well, you know, hey, that's, you know, that's what I give him. I give him a little bit. But that's not what he says. He says he wants you to trust him and love him with what? All, all, all. That's, that's, that's the whole kit and caboodle. There's not, not, you, what are you going to do with all? I mean, it's, it's just, that's it. And so this is my desire for you to teach you to love God. And to trust God with all of your heart, because I know what happens when you do. The abundant life becomes a reality to you. It is not just a figment of your imagination. It's not a testimony that you heard somebody else talk about, but it becomes real, personal to you. It's the abundant life that God says, I will give to those who will repent of their sins and who will love me and serve me and will do exactly what I say. Just trust me. Just trust, just trust me. Trust me. It, it just pleases God when he sees people trusting him. Just trust me, he says. That's all I want. Just trust me. And when we do that, we experience a different dimension in life. We experience a cut above life. It's that abundant life that God has in store for us. And the thing about it is, the abundant life is not in a container, but it's just, it just, it, it's open. It just, it keeps, it just keeps getting abundant. You, when you think you have reached the limits, you have just started because there's more to it. There is no end. There is no depth. There is no bottom. There, there, there are no sides to the abundant life. 
It is for you, and this is what God wants for you. This is what I want for you, saints. This is the reason I preach the way I preach. I preach so that you will enter into this abundant life. I know what it's all about. It's taken me approximately 50 years to get to the point where I am today in serving the Lord, to know that God said it, God to do it. You don't have to worry about it. My faith has grown from level to level to level through the past approximately 50 years I've been serving the Lord, not, not quite. And, um, but I've learned from experience. I've learned by going through the fire. I, I have learned by being beat up by the devil that God does not abandon me, that God does not uh, walk away from me, that God does, does not leave me, but he's with me there, and he brings me through. And when I get through the other side, I look back and say, wow, that wasn't so bad. And I can see where, where God, he keeps me and he builds me from faith to faith where that abundant life becomes even more real and, it just, and I just, it's more believable. Yeah, it's real, it's real, it's real. This is, this is what God says and this is what God does. Can you say amen? Now, we're, we're going to take a look at three faith nuggets this morning. <clears throat> and I want you to go to Judges 6.23. These are, these are faith nuggets that God has spoken into the heart of, of Gideon because Gideon, uh, he was struggling with doubt. He was struggling with fear. Uh, possibly even he was crying. We don't know that. But anyway, uh, he was struggling with a lot of things. And God is speaking these three faith nuggets into his life because he loved him. And this is the thing about God. Uh, saints, he will never give up on you. No matter how much doubt you may be struggling with, how much fear uh, may be hindering you, he will never give up on you. He will keep talking to you. He'll keep talking to you. He'll keep encouraging you. He'll keep speaking faith to you. He'll keep speaking it. He just keeps speaking it until you finally get it. Amen? Now watch this. <clears throat> this is, this is uh, Judges 6.23. Would you read it with me? Let's read. And the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee, Fear not, thou shalt not die. The three nuggets. The first one is, peace be unto thee. The second one is, fear not. And the third one is, thou shalt not die. You're not, you're not going to die. So he's, he's speaking peace into his life. He's telling him, don't fear anything. Don't let fear hinder you. Don't let fear harass you. And you're not going to die. Now, <clears throat> The Lord knows that Gideon is struggling, and this is the reason he is speaking uh, to him in this manner. And uh, it's, it's a shame that so many Christians today are living below their means because they will not believe God. In fact, give us our first PowerPoint here. I want, you, I want you to read this with me. Are you ready? Let's read. Too many Christians live below their means because they don't believe God. They hear God and they will say, yes, that's true, but they really don't believe it because if they believe it, then they'll step out on it. They, they will literally implement it. It will be a part of their life. They will do it. <clears throat> if they believe it. But so many Christians today are living below their means. They're, they're, they're living in, in conditions they shouldn't be living in because they do not believe God's Word. It, it's, it's a shame, but too many people today, including Christians, okay, they literally believe the devil's lies more than they believe God's truth. They will literally listen to God, to, to God and hear what God has to say, and they will discount it for the lies that Satan has to say. 
They will literally take hold of Satan's word and say, yeah. And they will receive it, and they will literally live by that. Live by the lies that they're hearing. And they will say, well, that's God's word. That was good for somebody else. And it is good. It is true. But it's not going to work for me. And it's, 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 it's a shame. Too many Christians live below their means because they don't want, they don't believe God. They don't believe God. We see here Gideon is having the same struggle here. He's having a hard time. He has seen God face to face. He has heard God's voice audibly. He has been right there in the presence of God, and he is still struggling with belief. Somebody says, if only I could see God, I would believe. I am here to tell you, no, you wouldn't. If only God would just speak out of the sky and speak something to me, I'd believe. No, you wouldn't. Because you would always come up with, well, maybe that was just a phantom. Maybe that was just my imagination. Uh, maybe you, you would come up with so many maybes that you would literally talk yourself out of believing God was in your presence. Literally. You wouldn't believe it. So how do we believe? The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. So every time we hear the Word of God, it builds faith in us. This morning, you're sitting here in this, in this sanctuary. You're not dozing off. You're not dreaming. You're not floating off somewhere. But you're focused in on the Word of God. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor right now and say, I know he's talking to you. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> you're focused because you're hearing the Word of God, and the Word builds faith in your heart. And faith increases your faith. Faith and the faith. Now, I want, you to, I want you to see here what's going on with Gideon. Let's go back. Let's, let's do a review here. Let's go back to the 14th verse. And the Lord looked up upon him and said, Go in this thy strength, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, Wherewith shall I save Israel? Now, God has just said to him, I'm going to use you, and you're going to be a deliverer. And, and Gideon comes back with, what? Me? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Do you know who my family is? We don't have anything. We're impoverished. And me, I am at the bottom of the food chain. Whenever we have dinner, I'm always the last one to eat. Everybody eats before me. I'm the, I'm the poorest of the poor. And you say you're going to use me? And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. He said, I'm going to use you, Gideon. You're going to unite the, the, the children of Israel as one man, and they're going to come against the Midianites and destroy them. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, if I found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that thou talked with me. He said, I need to see a sign, God. He's, he's in the pre what more of a sign do you need if you're right in the presence of God? If God is right there in your face, what more? But he said, I need a sign, God. I need a sign. Then he says, Depart not hence. He said, Oh, wait, wait one minute. Wait one minute, Lord. I pray thee until I come un unto thee and bring forth my present. He said, I got something I need to do. I need to bring a present to you. And I'm going to set it before you. And he said, I will tarry until thou comes again. So he says here, I got to go get an offering for you because I want to prove you to see if you really are who you are. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened, uh, unleavened cakes of an ephah of the flour of the flesh he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and he brought it out unto him under the oak and he presented it. So what did he do? He presented it. Let me hear you say he presented it. 
So this is what he's giving to the Lord. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh. Now notice what God says to him. I want you to take this sacrifice that you've made to me. Take this flesh and this unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock. Just put them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Now it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense at all to Gideon. But he said, okay, you say do it. This is what I'll do. I'll take this sacrifice that I've made for you and I'll just lay it on this rock. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand. And he touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there what? Rose up fire out of the rock. This is a miracle. It's taking place right here in the very presence of Gideon. He sees it with his own eyes. And he consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, when he perceived that he was in the presence of the Lord, Gideon said, Oh, my Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, he says, I'm going to die. Because that was, that was the superstitious belief. And a lot of people still have that superstitious belief today. If you see God, you're going to melt. You're going to die. This was superstition. And he says, I'm going to die. And 23, the Lord places these three powerful faith nuggets in his heart. And he says unto him, peace be unto you. Peace. Second, fear not. Don't you dare fear. And thirdly, thou shalt not die. So Gideon was hindered by superstition. Superstition is where we go when our faith in God is flat and when our trust is lean and lacking. Superstition, it blinds the mind from the truth to believe fables and old wives' tales. Superstition is what many times comes from families. Families create these things. They create, they create these religious uh, icons that people believe in, and they have a real, just a real trust in these superstitious beliefs. But they blind, they blind, and they defeat a person. They come many times from tradition. They, they come many times, but people just create them, make them up, and say, this is the way it is, and it has nothing to do with the Word of God. Did you know that Jesus said it like this? He said, you make the Word of God vain through your tradition. Your tradition is stronger and more powerful than the Word of God. You literally believe fables and, and uh, old wives' tales more than you believe the Word of God. He said, you have literally made the Word of God vain, worthless, good for nothing. He said, what we have to do is we have to put away those old traditions that interfere with our relationship with God. Put away those superstitions that interfere with our trust in God. Here's where Gideon is. He's having a problem because he is superstitious. He's believing that he's going to die. God says, you're not going to die. Peace, 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 peace. Don't you fear? Don't fear. You're not going to die. I've got, a, I've got a job for you. I've got a place for you. I've got a life for you. You're going to live the abundant life, Gideon. Right now, it doesn't look like it. Right now, it looks like you're going to be totally defeated. Right now, it's looking pretty dark and dismal in your life. Some of you right now may be facing something that is really dismal, something that is really dark in your life. God is speaking to you this morning. Peace. Don't fear. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. I'm going to take care of you. If you'll listen to me, if you'll trust me, if you'll obey me, if you'll do what I tell you to do, you will not die. Somebody say amen. Now, 
Let's take a look at our next PowerPoint. Those three faith nuggets that God spoke into Gideon's life, he is still speaking to you and me today. He, is still, he, didn't, he didn't stop in, in, in Judges, but he's still speaking to them today. In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the New Testament, and I'm going to show you where God brings that, those nuggets over into the New Testament. I want you to go with me to the, the, the book of um, St. John. Let's go to the 14th chapter. Let's go to the 27th verse. St. John 14, 27. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Let me hear you say, peace be unto you. Look at your neighbor right now and say, peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Now, notice what he says here in 1427. If you have it, say praise God. Read it with me. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And notice what he's saying here. He said, I give you peace. I give you peace. It's yours. This peace is his legacy. This is what he left. He said, I leave it with you. I'm going, but I'm going to leave you my legacy. I'm going to leave you my peace. This is your inheritance. This is what he wants you to have. His peace, it is unto you. He said, I give it unto you. It's yours. Take it. He said, it's not as the world giveth. Now, the world has a type of peace. They talk about peace out this side, and then they talk about war out that side. They'll talk about peace while over here they're forming new bombs and better, better weapons. They talk. He said, that's, that's the type of peace the world has. He said, I'm not talking about that kind of peace. I'm not talking about a hypocritical peace. I'm talking about the genuine peace. I'm talking about the real peace. I'm talking about what I have. I'm giving to you what I have. It's my peace. It's not your peace. It's not the world's peace. It's my peace, and I give it to you. I want you to have it. My peace. Take my peace. My peace. It's your inheritance. Receive it. Live in peace. And then he says it like this. I like what he says here. He says here, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be all anxious. Don't let your heart be all flustered and palpitating and don't, 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 don't give, don't give your heart over to anxiety and stress. Don't do that. Keep your heart, protect your heart. Let peace enter your heart. Let peace enter your heart. Let peace enter your, he said, this is my peace. I give it to you. It's yours. Just take it. Here it is. Give it, take it. All you have to do is receive it. My peace. Take it. Don't let your heart be troubled, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Well, I'm afraid, Pastor, if I, don't be afraid. Oh, Pastor, if I do, I, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Let the peace of God that passeth all understanding fill your heart and fill your mind. Let the peace of God, right now where you're sitting, just let the peace of God just saturate you. Let the peace of God fill you right now. Lord, I let your peace fill me. I let your peace fill me, Lord. I let your peace, I let your peace saturate me. Your peace, your peace, your peace. 
Say, thank you, Jesus, for your peace. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, give us our next PowerPoint. Peace produces the abundant life that Jesus paid for and provided at Calvary. It's yours. It's already, it's already paid for. All you have to do is receive it. This abundant life that, that this peace brings, it enlightens your spirit. It heals your body. It empowers your mind to change. It enhances your social life. And it multiplies your finances. Literally. This is what it does. This is the abundant life. This is what Jesus was referring to when he said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That you might have it what? More abundantly. He said, I want you to be more than just breathing and walking. I want you to live the abundant life. I want you to live on top. I created you to be the head and not the tail. I created you to be in control of your life and of your situation. You are not to be controlled by anxiety. You're not to be controlled by disease or affliction. You're not to be controlled by what people say or think. That's the reason he says love your enemies because you don't give them control. If you love them, they cannot control you. I don't care how much they hate you, how much they're threatening you, you just love them. They can never get a handle on you. They can never control you because you love them. Amen. But they can get into you if you hate them. They can get into you and control your heart. And you cannot go to sleep without them on your mind. You take them to bed with you. You take them to supper with you. You take them to work with you. They live with you because you hate them. But when you love them, it's like, whoo, they're gone. Hallelujah, I'm free. I'm free. That's peace. That's the peace of, that passeth all understanding. Can somebody say praise God? Amen. Now, let's go to the second nugget here. Fear not. Go to 2 Timothy. Let's go to 1 6. 2 Timothy 1 6. 2 Timothy 1 6. We've heard this one quoted many, many, many times. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten your heart this morning with this passage of Scripture. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7, fear not. Let me hear you say, fear not. Say it again, fear not. Now, this is what God has said to Gideon, and this is what God is saying to you this morning. Fear not. Be in peace. Fear not. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't live in fear. Don't live in fear. What does fear do? It paralyzes you. What does fear do? It paralyzes you. That's what it does. Literally, it paralyzes you. You cannot function. You cannot be who you are when you're full of fear. Your personality literally shrivels up. You live in a cage. You literally live inside of a prison when fear is in your heart or in your mind. You li you're literally frozen. Literally. He says, don't fear. Don't fear. No. He said, that's not a me. I didn't give you fear. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Are you ready? Let's read. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a what? 
sound mind, sound mind. Now, understand this. Watch this here. Let's go back to that sixth verse. He says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee. So what he's saying is this, saints. When you were born, you came with standard equipment. Everything that you have is standard equipment. It's just like when you buy a car. Standard equipment is a windshield. You don't have to go out and buy a windshield. Standard equipment and windshield wipers. You just automatically know that's, that's part, of the, part of the package. You know you're going to get four tires, right? You know that. That's standard equipment. So when you were born into this world, you were born into this world with standard equipment. You get all the equipment that you need to make it in life. Everything, everything is in you. He said, now there is a gift in you. Every one of you, he said, no, he said no, I, I, I don't play hopscotch with gifts. I don't jump over one and, and give another gift. He said, every one of you have a gift. He said, but the gift that I have given to you is your responsibility. You've got to stir it up. Just like if you have a car. What's the first thing you have to do when you get in it? You've got to start it. You can sit there all the time and go, and act like you're going through the gears and everything, and you just sit there and do nothing. So what do you have to do? You have to start it up. What do you have to do? You have to start the gift. You got, Paul says you've got to stir it up. You've got to agitate it. You've got to get it going. And that's what your engine is doing. It's agitated. Just, just make it all, some, of, some of you, you find it's a little louder than others, okay? A little more, little more, little more noisy than others, okay? <laughs> Maybe more vibrating than others. But it's your responsibility to stir up the gift that is in you. Now, what the Apostle Paul is saying is, what hinders your gift is the spirit of fear. Well, I'm afraid. I don't know. I may fail. I, I, may, I, may, I may flounder. I, 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 it may not work. No. Paul says, this is God's gift. God gave it to you. All you have to do is stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Let me hear you say, stir it up. Look at your neighbor right now and say, stir it up. Stir it up. You got to stir. The gift is yours. So don't let fear paralyze the gift that is in you. That gift that is in you is to equip you for service. You will be blessed by your gift, and you will bless others by your gift. And when you use your gift, you will be blessed, and you will prosper. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Whatever that gift is, you utilize that gift and do not allow fear to hinder your gift or paralyze your gift. He said, God doesn't give the spirit of fear. So where does the spirit of fear come from? The enemy. It comes from the enemy. Fear not. Fear not. Don't. Yeah, and you are not to fear your enemy. Don't fear your enemy. Don't fear him. The Bible tells us we're only to fear who? God, so all you'll find in the Word, you will never find in the Word of God where it says, fear those guys that have the big guns. You'll never, you'll never read that. Or fear those who have a real mean look. Or fear those who are your neighbors and they hate you. You won't find it in the Word of God. All it says is, fear God, and he'll take care of the rest. 
This is trust. This is tr- we're talking about trust this morning. You got to trust God. You got to trust God. You got to tr- you got to start trusting God. Some of you are talking it, but you're not trusting God. It's got to go from here to here. It's got to stir up inside of you. It's got to take action inside of you. You have to stir it up. It won't do it on its own. You have to stir it up. He says here, God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but he gives us power. Oh, does he give you? He gives you power to use your gift. He gives you love. Oh, yes, so that you use your gift properly. And he gives you a sound mind so that you have a perfect mind. You have a righteous mind. You have a solid mind. You don't have a sick mind. It's not a perverted mind. You got a solid mind, a good mind. Amen? This is what God gives. Somebody say, praise God. Would you lift your right hand right now and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your other hand right now and say, thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, take a look at our next PowerPoint. And I want you to read this with me. Are you ready? Let's read. Fear is never your friend, but always your enemy. Do not entertain it. Resist it. Read it again. Fear. The apostle Peter says, resist the devil and he will what? He'll flee. He'll flee. He'll flee. He'll flee from you. He'll flee from you. So, faith is your friend. Faith in God, entertain it, feed it, invest into it, walk and talk in it, live it, stir it up, because faith releases your potential. Faith will literally destroy doubt. Faith will literally make you sound and prosperous. That's what the abundant life is all about. That's what God has given to you. That's what God wants you to have. Let's go to our third nugget. Let's go to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Psalm 118, and let's go to the fifth verse. Psalm 118.5. Let me hear you say, you shall not die. I think the greatest fear of everyone is, I'm going to die. The only reason people rush to the doctor or rush to a lawyer or rush whatever, the the, the ultimate fear is, I'm going to die in this. I'm going to lose my life in this. God says, no, you're not. You're not going to die. Trust me. Trust me. Come on, put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. You're not going to die. I won't let you die. Watch this. In Psalm 118.5, if you have it, say praise God. Watch this. It said, I called upon the Lord in distress. I called upon the Lord where? And the Lord answered me, and he set me in a large place. He said, when I came to the Lord in distress, I was all boxed in, man. He said, I, I was like in a prison. I, just, I was in this, this mental and emotional prison. And I, I, I couldn't move. He said, but after I talked to the Lord, it's like, whoa. Like living in Texas, man, there's no end, man. Just, whoa, just wide open spaces. The Lord put me in an open place. He says, and the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man shall do unto me or what man can do unto me. The, the Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. I don't have to worry about those who hate me. God will take care of them. It is better, I want you to read 8 and 9 with me. Are you ready? Let's read. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. You need to highlight that. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in who? 
And it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in who? Princes, okay? It's better to trust in the Lord. Watch this. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compass me about. Yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord I will what? Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord did what? Help me. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. The word salvation there actually means deliverance, victory, health, and prosperity. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. I shall not die. Read this with me. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Read it again. I shall not die. For the Lord, he hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto what? Unto death. So, next PowerPoint. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You shall not die, but you will live to see salvation. You will literally live to say, this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is all because of God. It's all God. God did it. God did it. It's all God. It's all God. You see, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your enemies are destroyed. You will literally see your enemies that come against you, those spiritual enemies that come against you. You can't see them, but you can see them in your spirit. You can see that they come against you. You will see them destroyed. Those physical enemies that come to mess with your health, you'll see them destroyed. Those mental enemies that come to torment your mind, they'll be destroyed. Those social enemies that say, ah, oh, you know, you think you're goody good, and whatever, or you, you know, you're always alone, nobody really loves you, you'll see those destroyed. You'll see that you are not standing alone. Your financial enemies, those that come against your finances, you'll see them destroyed, and you will see yourself living in that abundant life in every area of your life, spiritually, physically, mentally, socially, financially. God will bless you. God will increase your life. He says to you, peace, fear not, you shall not die. So be persuaded, saints, be persuaded that the word of God is the absolute truth. Be persuaded that you are going to live the abundant life that Jesus promised. You have to press toward it. You have to stir it up. You have to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and you have to not lean to your own understanding. Your own understanding is superstitious many times. Your own understanding is full of doubts. Your own understanding, it gets in your way. You've got to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You've got to get into the Word of God. You've got to hear the Word of God. You've got to hear it preached. You've got to read the Word of God. You study the Word of God, and it literally changes what is going on on the inside of you. Somebody say amen. This is what God wants for you today, church. This is what God has in store for you. It's up to you to let God be glorified in your life. Let the Word of God be alive in your life. Let's go to God in prayer. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is
Lord. Let your will be done this morning. Let the Spirit of the Lord fill this place as every heart is open to you. 